Hello everybody, welcome back to Fastscape Rewatch Season 2. We're into Season 2 now, and it's Episode 2 of Season 2. I am Kamwa Hats, and joining me is Red Nightmare as always. Schrodinger's Cat! What? Is, is it, it alive? Is it dead? You I don't see know. what you did there. <laughs> Let's look inside this episode and find out. <laughs> yeah, but the, this episode is Episode 2, and it's called Vitus Mortis, which is sort of Latin for life and death. It, yeah, can, it can be translated a couple of ways, but that, you know. Separately, they're the words for life and death. Yeah. It's no. not exact language. It's not perfect system. No. <laughs> Definitely wasn't. And yeah, this is a bit of an interesting episode. It's, well, I mean, I say that in that it's odd and it seems a bit mm. weird. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but yeah, we're, we're just coming off the first episode of... Uh, Season 2, which was Mind the Baby, which saw everybody meet back up with each other, get back on Moya, and we kind of basically return to effectively a status quo, because yeah. Talon has gone off with Krace, and everyone is escaping in Moya, away from Scorpius, mm-hmm. and so, but everyone is back together, and including Chiana, who's now a full member of the crew, and all that. Yes, and all that intro stuff. credits and everything. Yeah, so that's where we are, but the Really, that doesn't come up hugely this episode, because this is really, this is a Dargo story. Definitely, it's a standalone Dargo story. Yeah, let's kick things off, and oh god, the opening shot, we kick off with, meanwhile at Castle Greyskull, (laughs) I have in my notes. It's a giant castle, and I'm actually thinking this is a painting. Yeah, it looks like a map painting. Yeah, and Um, they just put green screen that in the back. Yeah, like that shot looked pretty okay, it looked alright. Then they have Dargo, John, and Zan walk into it, and the keying on the... It doesn't really work. No, it's no. not a good shot. No. Like, if they had just had the establishing shot and cut to the inside that of that, that would have been fine. It's like, um, okay, so that's where they are. Fine. We know, we know what we're talking about now. It's actually... It's a digital composite. Uh, this is from Farscape Wiki. It's a digital composite of Barcelona's Sagrada Familia Temple, which is the towers in the centre, and mm. some other buildings. So there is actually a real building in there, but it just—it looks like a big evil castle. Yes. Thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Castle Grayskull. Yeah, as exactly. You said. <laughs> so Zan, Dargo, and Crichton have gone into this place, and they're greeted by this. There's sort of like a big pit, or there's a raised uh, table in the middle. And there's a guy standing there with a hood up, and he has like dark skin, but with like scales, mm-hmm. and he looks scared of them. And he actually quickly retreats, and he's like <laughs> runs away, and then we literally never see him again. Yeah, because he runs into a room where apparently someone is, and they're like, uh, "Okay, we'll wait here." Then he comes out, walks away, and he goes off on a magical adventure in a completely different series. Yeah, he just he never shows up ever again. And he doesn't have any lines. No. I do, it, it's really weird. It's like, did we need him? No, was he didn't he, need to be in this episode at no, all. He was, was completely was pointless. I, I think he was maybe a, a kid or a relative of one of the producers or something. Like, ah, maybe. sure, we'll, we'll, give, we'll give them a role. It was just... It stood out as being... Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm gone. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about, though, is that the things I have written down for the first part of this episode that are really cool, that I really like, mm-hmm. is actually the costuming. On, yes, because they're all in fancy uniform. Well, sort of, because we've got... Uh, Dargo is... We can't really tell, but Dargo's wearing like a shawl over his regular clothes, which is... Mm-hmm. I think it's... What's the right word to describe it? Uh, Rope? Yeah, it's sort of like a... What colour is it? It's pale, like grey, blue. It's sort of a lavender colour with black mm. uh, check marks on it. And it's colourful but dark. Yeah, it's kind of like... It's sort of like leopard print, but it's like greyscale leopard print, yeah. basically. And yeah. he's wearing that. And uh, Zan's got... Zan's got actually like a plain blue robe, with uh, which actually goes up her neck, right up mm. her neck. And a gold, uh, I guess it's not really a necklace, but like a neck piece that's mm-hmm. uh, sort of plain gold with inlaid designs, some swirls and uh, square bits. We've not we've not seen these costumes before. No. And John's basically wearing a big trench coat over. Yeah. Is his peacekeeper commando uniform? It's I think really... I saw some bits in underneath there. It's a really pr- it's a pretty cool black trench coat. Yeah. So it's, it's clearly 
taken from Peacekeeper. It's clearly a yes. Peacekeeper coat, but it's like it's yeah, it's uh, knee length and it's got straps over the front and it's just plain black. But it's got it's just a couple of different shades. And he's got his boots on. They all look really cool when they walk in here. Could it be one of Chris's old coats? Yeah, maybe. It could be something like that. But uh, that's what stood out to me the most. That and the set design we've got, like urns with fire in them, and it's all very sort of stonework and drapes and things, and very it's atmospheric. Like, I, I, I could already hear the dungeon master being like, "You enter a room." Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is fifty by 50, uh, twenty by thirty foot with four dais burning in the corners. <laughs> exactly. A, a hooded man stands across from you. He looks up, terrified. Yeah, this is this is the most D and D heavy episode <laughs> yes. we've had in a while. Yes, and uh, we'll see why. But yeah, they they must have leveled up because they got some new uh, oh, <laughs> new clothes and stuff. They went shopping. Yeah, they went shopping. Got new gear. But what they're actually there to find is there's a female Luxon who we've we've not seen any other Luxons apart from Dargo. Oh. Um, and there were rumors of one being here. Yeah, that's why they're here. They've they think they may have found one and. Uh, they have the open doors and go through. There's a female Luxon who's very old, very old female Luxon, and uh, she's got tentacles. Like she's got the tentacles that are coming off the back of her head, like Dargo has, but they're sort of done up. They're held yeah. together in place. They're done up. She's very old and she's got the long white hair. And Dargo has like the hard beak sort of cap over his nose, mm -hmm. which she also has. And, but also has two similar things coming off from the side around her cheeks, going around her face. I am still not sure if that's something that uh, yeah. Luxon women are born with, or that this specific Luxon woman wears. Yeah, was, it's not clear if that's wear. part of her clothing or not, but no. yeah, and... Looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, like, and she's got, like, robes on, and uh, they're very colourful robes, and, but she says she's called Nilam, she says Dargo is a general... Which and John's like, wait, what? Is must be something wrong with her eyes. And, and like the, that, Neilam answers, yes, but there's nothing wrong with my ears. <laughs> yeah, and they find out that she's what's called an Orican, which is basically a Luxon holy woman. But once they find this out, Dargo's like, oh, I didn't realize. I, I, I have to go. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to intrude. And she's like, no, no, come closer. I want to see you. And turns out that she's dying, and he's like, oh, well, I will attend you if you deem me worthy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hmm, well... Let, let me check. Kalima! <laughs> <laughs> and she sticks... She literally sticks her hand into Dargo's chest. Yeah, there's the some kind of... for a moment, and then just goes... There's some kind of mystic... There's some, like, orange energy that we see. Go glows, her hand starts to glow, then it pans up, and it's going... <laughs> Into his chest. Yep. And, and she's like... Space wizard episode again! Yeah, we're back to space space magic. It's the uh, mystical side of Farscape. Technically space cleric, but... I, yeah. yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but but she's judged... Apparently this is how she's judging him. And find... Taking like a spleen. Yeah. <laughs> she finds him unworthy, and he just gets blasted back, thrown through the door, like... 20 feet back, and they're like, nope, you are a fraud, get out. And John and Zan rush after him, the door closes behind them, it's like, are you okay? Around then is when we, we cut the titles. Yes. Doug is like, okay, we're, we're getting out of here. Yeah, that's done. I, I, I'm unworthy, screw it, I'm gone. I like John in this, uh, in this part of the scene, because first of all, he's like, what the hell was she trying to do? Is she evil or something? And... I love that Zan's then like, no, 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 she's a holy woman. She didn't mean to do him any harm. And he counters with, oh, yeah, and holy women never go bad, right? <laughs> Zan, it's funny. Like... And he doesn't say as scathing as I just did, but it's in there. It's very clear, like, yeah, no, that never happens at all. But, yeah, Dargo wants to get out of there, and Crichton probably does. Crichton definitely wants to get out of there as well. And really, I kind of agree. It's, I'm, I'm like, yeah, what are you doing here? What, what is she doing what here? What is she anyway? doing here? But, Which uh, John points out, she might be in exile. She might have just been kicked out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Zan is, convinces Dargo to stay because this is the first chance, you know, the first Luxon they've come across basically in forever. Yeah, and 
also because he he's he's humiliated basically, and she's like, no, you need to recover from this. And John's actually talking Darko down and into it at the same time, because he's like, look, dude. Um, first of all, why does she think you're a general? Because these are the markings of a general on my face. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, we should have been saluting Dargo this whole time. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, the tattoos. Dargo? It's the tattoos on his chin tentacles, on his chintacles. Yes. That uh, are the markings of a general, apparently. That's the thing is, like, we, we and uh, John and I think everyone else really had no way of knowing. Just like, oh, Luxon with tattoos, sure, fine, whatever. whatever. But yeah, turns out he's been posing as a general this whole time because he explains that no he's not a general he never was a general but during his last campaign his general was wounded and to and basically Dago disguised himself as a general to make sure that he would get captured instead yeah and because tortured he, and yeah because he knew that the state the general was in he would not survive torture and so Dargo went, okay, he quickly tattooed that on his chin and made sure he got captured yeah. so they would back off. Well, yeah. Platoon was saved because of that, and he had to endure a, bit of, uh, a bunch of torture. Yeah, and so Crichton and Zam are like, well, okay, then Nilam is full of shit saying you're unworthy then because you should tell her that. That's yeah. important. Like, that... that That's what San says, and, Dar yeah. and, and John's like... Yeah, then she's full of shit. Who cares? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so Dargo is convinced and agrees, and he goes to see her, and yeah. he's persuading her to listen. He's like, no, I, I know. She's like, what are you still doing here? Get out. I told I, you to leave. You know I could kill you where you stand right now, right? And he's like, I, I know, but please, I just need to say something. He keeps, no. he keeps repeating, I just need to say something. What I, what I like is that he's actually not being like, please let me talk. He's like... No, I have to say something, and you're going to listen. Because mm. he's like, I heard Oricans are seekers of truth, and if you don't want to know the whole truth, then you really aren't an Oricans. Like, oh, 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 oh. That, that, takes, that takes guts, Dargo. <laughs> that takes guts to that say to takes... somebody who can snap their fingers to kill you. That takes me, Vonks. That does. Yes, that <laughs> takes me, Vonks, indeed. <laughs> All right, but now we go back up to Moya to see what's uh, going on up there, and it's wash day, which they're doing in... Uh, what do they say? It's um, I have no idea. It's some sort of pit with rocks and water in there. It's it's Moya's amnexus fluid, which we ah. don't know what that is, but it's clearly some biologic. It's one of the bi more biological parts of Moya. And Chiana is washing her clothes in there. It's like a big yeah. There's a pit, uh, sort of shallow pit filled with what looks to be soap, soap bubbles and soapy water. Yeah, and uh, foam basically, yeah, something like that. And it also looked like there were some blocks or something in there yeah and there's a tube coming down from the ceiling uh going over it and uh chiana is doing her washing or doing some washing and singing and like. yeah she's singing in uh and it's not in words we can understand no but she's just humming, singing a little tune and then erin comes in and she's like ah great could you wash these for me and she's like <laughs> chiana is like uh no could wash them yourself it's like, when, it's like did I, when did I become your servant? Well, you're washing Dargo's clothes as well. And she's like, well, I like Dargo. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't ask. No, yeah. That's the point. She's yeah. like, here, I have some more. I have some more. What? Clothes. Clothes for, for you to watch. Wash. And she's just, like, no, just wash just... them. Just wash yeah. them. It's <laughs> like, oh, cool. And I like that Tiana uh, also goes like, oh, oh, fine. There's more, more than enough room for the two of us. And then she, uh, no, I mean, you wash them. It's like, no. Yeah, why should, why should she? She's just, yeah. Aaron's perfectly capable of getting there and washed. Yeah. It's not like she's busy. It, I mean, had Aaron asked, like, gee, um, if you're in there, could you wash my clothes as well? Yeah, it's, it's all about how you approach it. You know, and even then, Jenna would have said no. But she probably would have said no. Yeah, yeah, but then at least you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very quick, it's over very quick, and that's really all that happens in it. It's just like, do my washing? No. Yeah. <laughs> And so we go back down to the planet, and so uh, what Dargo has agreed to at this point, yes, is will... to um, because Mila is dying, mm. she needs someone to attend to her, which is a ritual at the end of the life of an Orican or something. Yes, and uh, she needs Dargo for that, and Dargo's agreed to do that because after his explanation, she was like, "I needed to know if he had fire." 
and coming in here and talking me down takes guts. <laughs> yep. Takes me funks. Yep. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And John's having none of it. Yeah, John is like, no, what the hell is wrong with you, man? And he's like, he, he, he's really pressing on the, okay, it's a ritual. How dangerous is it? Like, what? how bad can it go? And Dago says, well, I mean, I could die. He's like, but, okay, that's it. No, we're leaving. Get, we're out. Just, just out. See? Just get out. This is why I said John is the dad of the of the crew. <laughs> yeah. These moments, right? It's like he has no reason to interfere like this, but he cares enough to do anyway. I mean, also, this is also very much a Dargo. This is what my character would do. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else at the table is like, "What the hell are you doing? This could get you killed very easily." It's like, "But it's what my character would do." And the, and the DM's like, "Yes, I knew I could count on this." <laughs> But Dargo says it's the highest honor that Luxons know to attend an Orican as they're dying. And Zan actually says she's envious because apparently during the ritual what will happen is he'll go partway into the next realm and then come back and will have seen part of the, quote, afterlife. Which, I mean, yeah, I can see Zan being jealous about that. Yeah. I mean, Crichton is still just like, no, okay, I don't, I don't care. We're leaving. We're getting out of yeah. here. And he's and, trying. And Dargo's to... like, no, I'm going to do this. Yeah, they try. Basically, Zan is yeah on Dargo's side with this, and John's trying to convince him not to do it. And yeah, Dargo has made up his mind. Mm-hmm. He's gonna do that, and so uh, they head back to Moya to, I guess, prepare or Dargo to. Dargo needs some. Dargo needs some of his stuff. Yeah, and so Dargo and Zan go back to Moya, uh, but Crichton stays down on the planet and goes and talks to Nilam. <laughs> he actually goes in the room and he's looking around, and she's like. Ah, were you hoping that I had died? And he's like, no, you know. No, no. And she's like, no, y- you were. <laughs> it's like, you weren't expecting it, but you were hoping it. And he's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> he's like, a little bit, yeah. Um, and he's kind of just explaining to her that he's worried that his friend will die. I like Neelam in this because yeah. he asked at some point, like, can you promise me that uh, my friend won't get killed? And she's she's very frank and like, I can make no such promise. No. Yeah. What I can do is uh, what I can promise is that I'll do my utmost best to keep him from harm. And yeah, what she I like that she actually does manage to persuade Crichton that it's an act worth doing because uh, she tells him that she's not been able to get out of her bed for ages and she hasn't even seen another Luxon for nine cycles. Mm-hmm. And like, can you imagine what that's like to be cut off from your people and not? see any of them and now at the end you know you've got a chance to be with one of them and yeah. Crichton to his credit is kind of looking like wistfully away and he's like hmm yep yeah you be- know that feeling so yeah he he does understand that she wants to be with one of her own kind at the end at least he understands that much and I also like that at some point he asks like how important is the ritual and then she responds with me, you mean, why can't I just die like any other uh, other being? And it's like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. It's like, I, I like how yeah. frank Neelan is with him. It's yeah. Like, Look, I know what's bothering you, and I understand that, and let's have an honest, open conversation about this. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I, could you just die? <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't want to say it like that, but... That's, Do we I, have to put somebody else at risk? And she and she's like, yeah, no, you can say what you're thinking right now. That's fine. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, be honest. But yeah, she's basically now convincing that okay, you understand where I'm coming from on this. Yeah, you know, and he and he does. He's still very reluctant about the whole thing. He's still not entirely convinced, but he's not going to block them. He's not going to get in their way for now. Back on my Rigel is visiting Dargo because Dargo is packing, packing some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Rigel is actually, again, Rigel's doing his thing of like, right, why don't we try and get some money out of this? <laughs> and it's like, we could sell her some stuff, a bunch of artifacts and so <gasps> on. I just realized something. What? Rigel's player's the min-maxer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, 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 took, he took a specific race that was smaller, and it's like he can't walk properly, so he needs a chair just to get more points to put in his social stat. 
Well, he's the. What did we decide that his class was? He's the bard. He's the bard. Yeah. So min max bard. Like, okay, I'll take a tiny, <laughs> slow race, and I'll I'll just get a chair, but I'll get extra points for for my charisma. Yeah, and he's like, well, you know, we can get some money out of this old uh, lady, and Doug goes like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we need to. I'm I'm going down there and I'm doing this ritual and then then Chiana enters and is asking Dargo you know is the ritual going to be dangerous and Dargo is like pauses a little bit too long before yeah. saying no, no not at all and Chiana's you you can kind of see on Chiana's face that she doesn't believe him by the way actually in this scene remember how I said that last week I was doubtful about uh, Rigel's new face hmm. this scene way better. Yeah, he's back to his old form. Right. Yeah, this right. is this is the Rigel I I wanted to see. It's still the new head. Right. It's still yes. Bit shorter. They got the but, new puppet. Yeah. Yeah, but this this is where I'm like, okay, good, good. It it can still do everything I want it to do. Yeah, the difference between the puppets is not huge. I mean, he doesn't look no. completely different, but no, yeah. it's it's minor tweaks. Like yeah, a little less tall, a little bit more squarish, a little bit more froggish. Yeah, definitely more frog-like, and I think it has. I think they must have a bit more range of articulation in there, you know, some more. Might be. All right, so uh, it's ritual time. Yeah. And Dargo returns to Nilam, and they begin the ritual. And so they basically, Crichton is waiting outside the the room, which mm-hmm. has it has really tall double doors, which are kind of which are shut. And inside, Dargo and Nilam are they're kneeling on the floor. I think face to face, face to face, in very colorful robes with mm-hmm. um, like square patterns on them and inlaid yeah. stuff. It's very detailed costuming, which is really, which looks really good. And re- I, I like that they're both really colorful and multicolored, which for like, I mean, we know that certainly from Dargo's character that Luxons are the sort of the proud warrior race guy mm-hmm. race, but they're all they're brightly coloured, which you don't you, know, you look at Klingons for example, they just wear grey and brown a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fairly yeah. typical of the big angry warrior dudes. And in this we see that the they're also very spiritual people. Yeah. They have a lot of customs. And looking at at, at this this, I can completely believe that the Luxons have artists. Yeah, like, absolutely. They probably have Draw uh, paintings and poems. I could completely believe Luxon's doing that now. That's that's one of the things I actually do like about Luxon's, and this is probably the most. This is certainly the most we've seen about Luxon culture uh, so far in the series. It's mm. that there are there's, there is a lot more to them than there could be otherwise. Like you can see, when you first meet Dargo and you the first few episodes, you're like, okay, here's the big angry warrior dude. Mm-hmm. But there's much more to him and to Luxon's than that, which is yeah. great. I like that. Um, so, yeah, they're doing the ritual. They're chanting some stuff. And he's got his quarter blade on the floor next mm-hmm. to them, which then just stands up on its point, lets it go, and it just actually stays there. Yeah. <laughs> and then they cut both put a cut into their hands, uh, then put their hands together and so start bond, chanting. They're both, yeah, they're both chanting in... Uh, in a language we don't understand. No, and they're chanting different things, which I like because Neilam is chanting something differently than what uh, Dargo is chanting. Yeah, it's not the same words. And she's like, "Oh, your spirit, so strong!" And and, they, and then basically Dargo starts screaming. Yeah, because she's like, "I need to try." And we're like, "What? No? Huh? Where? Why?" And then he starts screaming. Yeah, because she's amazed at how powerful his spirit is, and it's incredible. And she ah. has to try something, and just and Dargo starts, as you said, Dargo starts screaming, and this is John being like, "Okay, that's I'm, it. I'm, I'm kick- going. I'm going in there. I'm kicking this door down." Then John fails several rolls at knocking yes. down the door, and then finally he gets in, pulls out his gun. Neilam says, "Like, leave. I'm not done yet." And it's like, "The hell you are!" And it's like this party's over. And, and then she lets go of Dargo and uses her hand, basically uses her magic to burn John's hand, so he drops the gun. Yeah. John rushes to Dargo. Are you okay? What what happens? Well, ask Grandma over there. And, and uh, yeah, it turns out Grandma's not Grandma anymore. No. Neelam has uh, recovered her youth. She's young again. Yes. And is played by a Very different young. Act- played by a different actress, in fact. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was like, is that a different actress? And then I... After my second watching, I saw like, 
guest starring two females and like there's only there's a, yeah. technically only one new character in here so they have to share that role no i took the credits and uh old Neil lamb is played by melissa jaffa mm -hmm. and uh annalise phillips plays the young Neil lamb yes and so that's yeah cool. so what the hell she is able to reverse her aging i okay that's weird and uh, meanwhile back on moya chiana's weirdly chiana's got stuck in the amnexus fluids they've frozen yeah. solid it's just a block of block of ice now yeah apparently which must have happened during the ritual i guess we actually we actually yeah. see all the ritual is going a few shots of uh chiana looking up like what's going on right, and then, with the chanting because... overlaid on top yeah. of it almost as we... if she can hear it but i don't think that's yeah there's some she, she's noticing something something might up. not hear it i wouldn't be surprised if she's feeling it ah uh, yeah that's probably true and yeah now the amnexus fluids are frozen and she's stuck in there like her feet are stuck yeah. And Pilot is, informs Chiana and Eren, because they're both there, that uh, Moya's fluid systems are failing on a number of tiers. Some, so something's up with Moya. Mm -hmm. And I like that when Eren comes in, it's like, the first reaction is, what did you do? <laughs> Chiana's like, I didn't do anything. Why well, you and assume then, I did something? Yeah, uh, it's like, help, get me out of here. And then... And then Aaron counts, what? I'm your servant all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, come on, Aaron. Oh, come yeah, on, like, come on. on, she's stuck in the ice. Don't be. And then Zan walks yeah. in, and what's the first thing that Zan says? <laughs> what like... did she do? And it's like, I didn't do anything. Stop, stop assuming I did stuff. Ah. <laughs> and, yeah, but then, then we do go back to the planet, and uh, now Neelam is explaining what the hell happened, because this was supposed to be a ritual to help her pass through to the other side, basically, to, yeah, to help her not... die. Not get a new lease on life. Yeah, and she says, well, she was supposed to die, but when she sensed Dargo's power, she actually switched to the ritual of renewal instead. Mm -hmm. And uh, then she starts... Um, then she basically starts coming on to Dargo. Heavily. Heavily. And Holy crap. Sort of tracing her hands over his chest. and he's, like, clear he's clearly... He's into it. Yeah, being turned on. And John's like, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll go call back up to the ship and Dargo kid mother yeah that's, that's yeah that's a good, good idea. idea you should definitely go do that like, <laughs> okay weird and John's uh, sort of backing I love that there's a shot I think he's backing away and he's turning to walk, to go away and then he sort of turns back and then just looks away again he's like oh no okay no I'm gone I'm gone <laughs> I, oh yeah I'm out I'm out yeah uh, yeah they and she starts licking his nipple oh god this. <laughs> This is way more involved. I was involved. trying to realize where the eight, 18 uh, rating was coming from. Yeah, this... I'm assuming that's going to be other episodes, but this one's helping. This, this was way more involved than I thought. I figured they were going to cut away once John left. Nope. No, they did not. There's an extended shot of her basically going over his chest and caressing it and getting right up in there. And and there's a, a, there's a several reaction shots of Argo. Yeah. And he's... He's really getting into it. He's, he's just—he's a bit confused. We we basically we basically get to see Dargo's O face. Yes. In this <laughs> shot. Oh. And he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> and then yeah, they then they move it to the bed. Yep. <clears throat> and then as John is calling up, it's like, what do you mean it got fro it got uh, frozen solid? What's going up on the uh, on up there? It's like yeah. Shit's going out. Can you guys come up? It's like, yeah, I can come up. Um, Darko's rejuvenating. And then we hear moaning noises from the other side of the door. It's like, oh, God, no, let's get out of here. God, no. Run away. Too much detail. <laughs> uh, I'm starting to hate the player that plays Dargo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, this is great for my character. This it's is like, perfect. Oh, gross, no. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the... <laughs> Crichton makes his hasty exit, and yeah, they, they goes back up to my and they still can't break down the frozen fluid. They're hitting it with like a the it's the whatever it, we don't know what the hell this thing is, but it's the big hockey stick that uh, the same thing John used to to wedge the himself in the door when yeah. he was being sucked out. I, I don't know what that's for, but there's also a DRD with a laser um, trying to cut Chiana's feet out, and that's not working. No. And Pilot chimes in saying that uh, something is very wrong with Moya because Moya's outer skin is deteriorating. Mm -hmm. And they don't know why. They don't know what the hell's going on. Oh. 
and no one has any idea what's going on. Not even the audience. I don't know. I I had an I I had an idea of where this was going. I might have already seen this episode before, but even without that, I had an inkling. Yeah, it, it you can kind of see where this is going, but let's uh, let's crack on because we go back to New Lamandago who are finishing up. Sort it's, of. It's pillow talk time now. Well, not exactly. I mean, when we cut back, Dargo's lying down on the bed, and Nilam is on top of him. Like, on top of him. And, yes. And uh, they're, they're still wearing their robes, and it looks like they've just finished whatever they were doing. They're, but Just, we, we, we get the climax, I think. No, I, I think it's, like, post that, and they're like, okay. oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, that actually. Yeah. And, which is again more than I would have expected. I would have expected like lying on pillows together or something. But yeah, oh, okay. Mm. Uh, but she says, you know, she can do anything now. And you know, what do? You... <laughs> Actually, there's a yeah, I like this. There's the line of, you know, I've been, I've been hardly been able to get out of this bed for cycles, and now that I can, I. Don't want to. Dargo asks at some point, like, okay, but what do you want to do now? And then she puts his hand on him and he's like, aside uh, from yeah. that. <laughs> but she says she's regained her power. She can do anything now. And she asks him, what do you want? And he says, well, my son. Can you help me find my son? He immediately goes back to that, which yeah, is which... still very strong you know, within him, even though he's clearly intoxicated by all this. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff. He's still like, no, okay, find my son. Help me find my son. Yeah, because I, I, I like how she, she says, like, I can guide your ship. We can go home. I can help your friends. And he immediately goes to the son. Like, yeah. no. Okay. And she's completely like, yes, I can. But she, yeah, but she does say that she can guide the ship. She knows how to get back home. Could you draw us a map? Yeah, just, you know, just quickly, just like just, pen, pencil and paper, just like. Just general direction even? Coordinates, something like yeah. that. But no, um, so she's willing to help, which is good. I mean, she's not, you know, selfish or whatever. She's trying. Oh, no, she no. wants to help Dargo. Um, but yeah, they back on where they still can't free Chiana from this stuff. It's like it's rock hard. Yeah. And Rigel comes. <laughs> I like it. Speaking of costuming, Rigel gets a new costume as well. Yeah. He gets his um, pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> he like... actually has. He okay. He's got like a pajama robe on, and he's got like a little pajama shirt, like with with he's a collar. Still... And, and, a button, a, even. and a button, and it's like red, it's like striped as well. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. Like, great. Oh, nice. But yeah, he's like, why have I been wo- woken up? I was, I was asleep. I'm stuck. And he, they ask him basically, just go look around the ship, figure out what's happening because the outer hull is deteriorating. He's like, well, well, the inner hull's fine. I don't, I don't see the problem. <laughs> well, they... Like, I yeah, know that's. That's fine. Why aren't the DRDs doing it? Yeah, you can still help. And at this point, also, Aaron has is like she's trying to break. And nothing happening, and she's like, "I wonder how many grenades left." And she walks away. <laughs> Janice's like, "She's kidding, right? She's kidding." <laughs> John's like, "Well, with Aaron, you never really know." <laughs> but things go from bad to worse because <laughs> Rigel is saying, "Okay, don't don't worry. Whole breaches of." Uh, unheard of on Leviathans, which you just had to say that, didn't yeah. you, Rigel? <laughs> Guess because what happens? Hole breach in, in the, the room. room they're, in. they're in. And just everything starts getting sucked out of there, and <laughs> Rigel gets sucked off his little sled, and his butt goes into the hole. Yeah. So... <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's the perfect size. Plugs the breach. I, I love that the, there's also a nail that flies through, and we see it bouncing through the uh, yeah. cord going out into space. Yeah. <laughs> Which looks cool, but doesn't make sense, because apparently they can see Rigel's butt from the outside, which... Yeah. Because you what we just saw with the Nils, shouldn't, he shouldn't be able to, but never mind. I don't know, whatever. He gets... There's a whole breach, he gets sucked in, you know. Yeah. And at this point, actually, uh, Dargo and uh, Nilam have come up to Moya to, you know, help them out and... Yeah. <laughs> John is actually making sure that Rigel doesn't try and get out of the yeah, hole. Because he's saying, like, I want to get out. And John's like, no, no, you want in, not yeah. out, in. You're going to be sucked into space. And I like the pilot's like, what happened? It's like, it's okay, we're okay, pilot. Rigel's got a big ass. And he's like, what? It's like his butt in, in the hole. I'll, I'll explain later. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the Nilam uh, is... She says, I can help the Leviathan. You know, I have magic powers, basically. I can, I can do I can my heal, stuff. I can heal her. And she tries it. She tries a ritual or an incantation. 
And actually, it just makes things worse. Yeah, everything starts deteriorating across the ship faster. And she's like, it's not supposed to do this. Yeah. Like, uh, she's, she's pretty experienced by now. She should know what this does. Yeah, so it's uh, not working. And so she's like, I need, I need to meditate. I need to figure this out. Oh, something's, something's wrong here. Yeah. And Aaron goes to look outside, by the way, to see oh, yeah. what's going on. And as he come, I, as they come back, uh, she comes back and probably asks, am I still intact over there? I like the, uh, yeah, the line is, yes, from what I could see, everything, you know, just your backside floating out, hanging out there in space, I have to admit, didn't look too closely. No. <laughs> but Dargo is saying to Nilam, because Dargo's a pretty, pretty smart guy, and he's like, did we do this? Is this our fault? Dargo is catching up with the audience. Yeah, exactly. As soon About as, time, Dargo. Yeah, as soon as this started happening, I was like, she's accidentally used Moya... Yeah, uh, the moment they herself. said, yeah. the moment they said, uh, the outer hull is deteriorating. I'm like, ah, deteriorating old age. Got it. Yeah, exactly. And the, she didn't know at the time, but the power she sensed during the ritual, where she was like, oh, your spirit's so strong, wasn't actually Dargo. It was no. Moya. Yeah, and she, she didn't did... know the ship was biomechanoid. Yeah, she says that Moya will recover. You know, she'll, Moya will be fine. No, Dargo should recover. Yeah, and Dargo's like, no, Moya's dying. She's like, this isn't supposed to happen. Even if I made that mistake, even if I accidentally took some of her life energy, she's a leviathan. She's huge. The little bit I took from her shouldn't affect her. Like, she should be, maybe she's having a bad, uh, a bit of skin rash, but it should recover. But it's, it should be dra keep draining her. But that's exactly what is happening. Moya is dying. And we see shots of outside of her going back and forth. I'm like, hey, I remember that from when she was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact same CG shot. Yeah. Nilan wants to go get her scrolls, and she has to leave because she's a disease to the ship. She actually puts her hand on a wall and takes it away, and it starts to get even older and uh, wrinklier. wrinklier and just sort of flakes off. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, no, you should probably go while you should not be up here. Let's at least try to. She's like, at least it should slow it down. Yeah. Until she can figure out a way to uh, sort of that. I mean, as the audience, I think we know where that. Again, I think we know where that's going. Yeah, but at this point already. But I do like that they try. Yeah. So uh, now we see Aaron and Zan because uh, Zan has actually been trying to. While well, they've been trying to get Chiana out of the stuff, Zan was trying some of her uh, science, doing some mixing up some potions, <laughs> basically, yeah. and so they're at. Aaron and Zan are in, I think, in Aaron in Zan's alchemy lab, basically, mm -hmm. talking about Nilam's involvement and, you know, did she mean to do this and because Aaron is like, look, the timing's way too way too coincidental not yeah. to be related. And it sounds like it might not be related. I was like, come on, Zan. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like I do like Zan being like, yes, but let's not rush to conclusions. <laughs> Um, but then Pilot um, comes in over the comms and wants to speak to Aaron. And it's like, of course, what do you want? And he says, could I speak to you in private or in person? He actually yeah. says. And she says, of course. And, uh, oh, Aaron goes to see Pilot. And he's, because he's connected to Moya. And he's he's starting to feel the effects as well. He's starting yeah, to he's... get feel the effects of old age. Actually, I like how Aaron walks in. And when she sees Pilot, she actually... Stops for a moment and backs off. Yeah, she recoils. Like, yeah. Because we see the shot of her coming in through the door and walking up towards Pilot. Um, basically, from his perspective, we see it. Mm -hmm. And we see her stop and recoil. And then we get the shot of Pilot looking really like old and shaky. And I, I love that it's mostly done with the lighting because also... they probably couldn't do a lot with the puppet. Well, they move. The, he moves differently. He moves yep. much more slowly and more jerkily. That's and, that's the other part I liked. And the lighting is uh, does make him look a lot more sickly. It's like a pale mm -hmm. sort of green over yeah. him, and yeah, his motions are slower and shakier. That, that's what I loved about this because they're the the other way they're portraying that he's old that he's getting old is his acting. Yeah, exactly like, the puppet acting, <laughs> and the and long. and the voice as well. He's you know. Bit wheezier and just and she says, "I'm dying. Moya's dying. Uh, I don't know how to fix it." Moya's feeling not supposed to happen. Not unless, this quickly. Yeah. No, it's 
she's still young. This is only something that happens to Leviathans at the end of their age. And Eren is being like, yeah, I figured something like that. And Eren is like, right, Nilam is not going to keep what she has stolen. We're going to fix this. We need to fix this. How does Eren fix things? Guns. Yep, she goes and gets a big pulse rifle. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, right, we're going to stop Nilam and Dargo from going down there because they're heading back down to the planet. Like, nope, no, you're not. You No, you're not. John is actually like, no, okay, that's not, don't do that. That's not going to help. It's no. not helping. So, so she shoots at uh, Dargo and, well, she shoots at Nilam. Mm-hmm. And we get the slow motion Dargo like, no, he, he, <laughs> Mr. He President, is, get down. He just stands in front of her and we're like, oh, no. She's gonna blow up there's, Dargo, and there's then extended like slow mo scenes of the mm. of the uh, whatever it is, like the plasma bolts Bolt. heading towards them, and behind Dargo, like Neelam's eyes flash red. It splits in two, goes around them, and hits behind them. And Aaron and John also just get encased in what looks like a block of ice. <laughs> yeah, she just does another thing. She's like, okay. Boom! Magic spell. You know, encased in ice. Aha! And like, okay, that won't hold them for long. Let's go. Dago's like, uh, huh? Okay. So they're back down on the planet now. She's doing her incantations. She's doing uh, what she thinks she has to do to fix it, and it's not working. Okay, maybe if I get really far away, if I get as far away as possible, maybe that will lessen the effect. Maybe things will be okay. You know, come with me. And Dargo is actually, he, he's starting to uh, reject all of this. He's like, no, you're asking me to leave my friends. I'm not going to do that. And he's also like, what she says, like, if we get far away enough, the um, connection might break. But what if it doesn't? Yeah, you don't know that. And she actually kind of says, well, why is it just a ship? And that's, that's that sets him off. I like that. He's like, she's not just a ship. And his voice actually breaks. Because usually the actor... Has a very gravelly voice, yeah. and he actually—I think we're actually hearing. Um, oh yeah, and Anthony Simcoe's, Anthony Simcoe's actual voice. Anthony Simcoe's actual—I vo- mean, for one, it's Australian, but uh, it's a lot higher. If you've ever seen a picture of Anthony Simcoe out of costume or like just an interview, you would have no idea that he plays Dargo. Looking this up, you now. should look it up because it—it's quite startling. Yeah, that doesn't look like Dargo at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy. And- F. His IMDb page is Dargo, but once once I see some of his other pictures, like, is that... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of makeup. There's a lot of prosthetics on top of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's got a much higher pitched uh, voice normally. And oh. yeah, you can kind of hear it break a bit there because he's getting very uh, emotional about the whole thing. He's like, mm-hmm. no, you are... D- Moya is not just a ship. I'm not going to leave my friends. You know, he's... Even though he's kind of been intoxicated and been into all the sexy times with Neelam, he's like, no, these people are my friends, okay? Yeah. I literally just met you. And, and, and it's also like, look, you're an Oricant. You can't, you can't do this. Yeah. This is, this is below your station. That's also what he's talking, some sense into her. Yeah. Look, you were supposed to die. Your life is over. Accept that. You can't just take this entire ship down just because yeah she's because you don't want to die exactly and he says mm. i can't lose it i don't know what to do and at this point Crichton does actually turn up and yeah he comes in to speak with dargo and he says we're out of time moya's yeah, dying we i like to that do something now they talk in the hallway and dargo steps out of the uh, out of the room uh, uh neelam's room yeah his sword up he's like and john uh... grabs his pistol and that puts it on the on the on table the floor. Yeah, and he's you know it's like come on you know what we got to do. and Dargo actually kind of breaks a bit uh, again. He's like you think I don't a lot. He's like you think I don't know what I have to do. I already oh. know that. Yeah, because I I like that they don't explicitly state it, but it's very clear that like uh, Nilam has to die. Yeah, like it's it's clear that she's she's sucking Moya's energy, and the there's no way to break it. Aside from just killing one or the other, but I do. Li- I I actually I actually really like that they don't out and out say it because no. it's easy enough. It's very easy to infer, and it seems to trust the audience to pick up on that. Yeah, not to be like we need to kill her. It's like no show show don't tell. Yeah, exactly. It makes you really feel like Dargo knows what he needs to do, but he he's he doesn't want to obviously. No, 
not only is this like, oh yeah, sexy times, it's also an orican. Yeah, and it's, and it's the a first of his species he's seen since he's in capture. And yeah, he's a connection to his culture, which he hasn't had for a long time. Yeah. And, and yeah. They're asking a, him to literally time. kill that. Yeah. And the whole thing is that this is like, uh, she's on borrowed time, literally. Mm -hmm. This is not something that was supposed to happen. No. Um, and she did say, she actually says a couple of times that I didn't, this isn't, I didn't mean to do this, isn't what I intended. It's like, yeah, this isn't what Neil Am intended. But Dargo says, it is murder. No, that's, John says John that. John says that, sorry, yes. Dargo's John. trying to convince John, like, look. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the others. Right. Others will hate me for me and never forgive me. Maybe you understand. And he's like, I understand. It's still crap. Yeah, it's like, she didn't mean to do this. She's not evil. And John's like, that's... I don't, I don't care. I don't know what her intentions were. I don't know if that's fair. But that doesn't change the effect. That doesn't change yeah, what's I, happening right now. I, I, do, I really like John in this scene because he's giving all these reasons. It's like, okay, she didn't mean to do it. It's like, okay, what, there's what you meant to do and there's what you did. Yeah, Those are two different happening. things, and what's more important right now is what you, what's happening and what you did do and how do we fix it. Exactly. Make, make right the mistakes yeah. you've made. It's like, okay, she didn't mean to do it. Fine. Whatever. We still need to fix this. Yes. Exactly. And, and I, I actually, I, I do like that because this is something that comes up a lot. This is like a very, this is very general, slightly off topic, but if somebody, say somebody hurts your feelings and they say, well, I didn't mean to, it's like, Really, it's more important to try and fix what you did because you might have not meant to do it, but the fact is that that is the effect that you had, yeah. and you know you have to try and fix that. I'm I'm actually going to quote something really obscure. Ooh, there's an old cartoon uh, series called Rocket Power. Go on. They have a uh, Hawaiian uncle. It's Uncle Tito, and he said it's it's something he said that I've always remembered. If you walk on the beach and you step on a crab, even if it's by accident, you still go back and say sorry. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's really silly, but it gets that <laughs> point across perfectly. Because yes, you weren't trying to step on the crab. That wasn't your intention, but you still did. Yeah, exactly. And you're still respond. You still need to like try to make amends for that. And if and if all you do is focus on the fact that you didn't mean to do it, then you're not trying to. You're not no. apologizing, or you're not trying to fix what you did. And that's no. that's what's more important. And, and you can say. A lot of people, and it's something that, that is slightly in society right now. I'm sorry we're getting this heavy, but saying sorry is something that... It's hard. It's, hard. it's, it's something that's frowned upon, which I... Well, I don't know I, if it's... I don't think it's frowned upon. It's just not... It's not easy for a lot of, it, it, a lot of people. You get very defensive. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult sometimes to accept that, okay, I didn't... I know you didn't mean to do it, but you need to apologize anyway. I've I've done things where I've yeah. been like I'm very sorry and I hate saying that but but yeah it's like I need to yeah and that's why I really like this this scene with John and Dargo mm. because John is just like okay she didn't mean to do it whatever let's try and fix this problem first it's like this still it still means that Moya is dying whether or not she meant to do it, to do it I I still forgive we can forgive her for that but she needs to help us yeah exactly so. All right, back. Let's get back into things for, yes. after that diversion. So, uh, that's that's probably one of my, that, but that is one of the bits that I yes. single out as a yeah. as a good it's scene. One of the best parts of the episode. Yeah. So Dargo says, you know, he knows what needs to be done. He's upset about that, but he goes to Neil Am, and uh, she says, "I treasure, I treasure the gifts that you gave me. You know, this last bit of life and mm -hmm. all that." And she says, "I'm not afraid anymore, and I need she just." She knows she can't keep it. Yeah, which is I find a very important line because she, she's ex like you said, she's not afraid anymore. She's accepted that this is the only solution and that it's time for her to pass on. Yeah, and she asks for Dargo's strength one last time, and so they do the ritual of passing properly. And mm -hmm. again, we have the quarter blade down by the side, mm -hmm. and this time though, Dargo grabs, picks it up while chanting and. Stabs her with it. No, she. Oh no! Picks they, it up, they, yeah, they do it together. They she do it together, grabs it with right. two hands. He has it with one. Mm. And I'm not sure who does the push. I think it's Neilam actually. And then she just stabs herself in the gut. Yep. And we see the blade taken out again. It drops not clear blood, just 
red blood. Black blood. And it Black goes, blood, actually. It falls down. Like, we see the drop. There's <laughs> As the drop goes down, we focus right in on it, get a very close-up of it, and we see a reflection of the young Neelam's face in it. Mm-hmm. And then before, it doesn't actually splat. It shatters into, like, crystalline shards. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a big noise. And we pan back, and she's old again and is dying. Yeah, and Dargo gives her one last kiss. Yeah, while she's turned back you know, into her older self, and mm-hmm. yeah, and then she dies in his arms. And back on Moya, Chiana, actually trying to get free. Wait, I want to I want to point something out in this scene because it's very minor. Ooh. But we cut to John once in a while in this scene, just once or twice. Yeah, and the one where you can we know that uh, at, at the point where she's already dead, I can swear you can see a bit of red eyes. John, like he's crying slightly. Yeah, it does make sense for him to be emotional about this. Yeah, no matter how you look at it, they they had to kill Mm. Neelam to save Moya, even if you don't do it on purpose, it's still murder. But it's more like self sacrifice, really. Yeah, Yeah. true, but it doesn't make it any easier. No, exactly. And back on Moya, Chiana is able to get free of the Amnexus fluid, Rigel can pop out of the hole, and uh... And (laughs) I like that Chiana's walking around, it's like. I never realized how much I appreciate my legs. <laughs> I can attest to this. Oh yeah, I've broken my foot. I've had oh. some awkward crutches for at <laughs> oh, least no. at least two weeks where I had no other option. It got a little bit better at later on. <laughs> yes, yes, you don't know how much you like your feet. <laughs> I tell you, trust what, me. I, what I can imagine that being like, what Tiana's feeling is like if you've got pins and needles in both legs at the same time, walking mm-hmm. around, and that's just like oh. Oh, okay. When is the feeling coming back? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we have a scene with Pilot and Aaron, and this is this is actually. Mm. I mean, the scene itself is pretty pretty good, but there's a bit at the end of it I want to talk about. But anyway, what what happens is, Pilot uh, is uh, with Aaron in Pilot's den, and she's sitting on one of the consoles next to him, mm-hmm. and Pilot thanks Aaron for her concern, and she says, "Well, how long do Leviathans live for, actually?" And we find out an average Leviathan life cycle is about 300 cycles. Yeah. And then she says, well, how long do pilots live for? As in species. Yeah, and it says, uh, well, by ourselves, a thousand cycles. But once they become bonded with a Leviathan, they only live as long as the Leviathan does. Yeah. And so when Moya dies, he'll die. And he says he wouldn't have it any other way. And he puts his hand on, on Aaron's knee. And a like, uh-huh. little gesture, and I was watching that, and I just went, oh! <laughs> and, and she puts her hand on his hand at that point. It's so cute! I'm sorry. Like, that's something you can, it's like, because it's like, because he realizes that when he says that, Aaron, that, that shocks Aaron slightly, like, wait, you just gave up 700 years of your life? She's like, no, that's fine. I, I don't mind. I, don't, I wouldn't want it any other way. Just, and that hand on her knee is just comforting it's so it's so cute though that, that little thing i i did just like oh oh no you put the hand on the knee oh. uh, and I, I thought of the old saying half as long twice as bright yeah exactly i mean it's but he clearly pilot really loves and cares for moya like yes. hugely and yes. he would not wish to yeah he, he will stay with her t- until the end of her mm. life definitely and he doesn't he doesn't mind yeah, and then we go. Now we go back down to for one final scene. We go back down to the planet where Crichton and is visiting Dargo, and Dargo's oh, he's he's very upset. He's yeah, he's sitting in a chair, sword between his between his legs on the ground. It's like hmm. Yeah, he's just looking really, really broken up about the whole thing. And Crichton says, "Do you need some time alone, buddy?" And I, lo- I love this from Dargo. He says, yeah, but not now. Not yet. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I probably will, but... Basically, it's, I probably will, but could you stay here for a bit? <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's where we end the episode, with Dargo yeah. really broken up. And, yeah, that's what we end on. There we go. That was Vitas Mortis. What do we, I mean, what do we think overall? I... I... I mean, it's not an amazing episode. No. I'll be completely honest about yeah. that. But it's also not a bad episode. No, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, and remember, we have made it... We, <laughs> when it comes to like ratings, we've made it more difficult to get fives and stuff Yeah. Uh, the, for so. this season. But 
Um, I, I, I want to give this one... If we're going pure rating, I want to give it a 3. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. But the, An old 4 seems completely fine for this because there's some really good character moments in here. What I also like, hmm. this is a minor thing, this episode doesn't have a bad guy. Not really. I mean, it, it, it semi-does in the fact... An accidental bad guy, really. Because yeah. you have Nilam uh, doing this whole thing and there's no... She's not antagonistic. She's... No. Doesn't, first of all, doesn't realize what she's doing. And then when she realizes, she tries to find a solution that means she can both stay alive and save Moya. Yeah. But when she starts to realize... And, and, like, there's one moment where I would say that she's a quote-unquote bad guy or bad gal yeah. in that um, when she says it's, it's just the ship. That's yeah. the only point where I'm like, that's... And that's mostly fear, I think. Yeah, I think fear and... Possibly some kind of ignorance about biomechanoid ships and yeah. stuff like that. And but when push comes to shelf, she's like, "Yes, I made a mistake, and I need to make amends for that." And I I like how we get a story with a conflict and a problem without anyone ending up being just "I am evil." It's like no, every everybody's in the end just trying to do what's right. Yeah, and. That doesn't happen that often, and no. in another story, she would have been deliberately trying to take Moya's life from the start. I was you know? fearing that for the entire episode that yeah. that was going to happen. It's like, and now she no, she doesn't. And now no, not again. No. And now she turns Eve. No, no. There's a few moments where you think like, oh, now it's going to happen, and you find out like, no, no. she's maybe she should realize she should she'd have to die sooner, but she was trying to find if to, she was looking for the third solution, basically. And yeah, I, again, I think. This is this is very much a Dargo episode, so we get a lot more. We get a look into Lux and culture, which we haven't seen before, which mm -hmm. is nice, and we get to see Dargo's emotional side again. Yeah. Which I, again, I, I think a bit early on. Again, early on in season one, Dargo was very much the "I'm the angry man who will shoot oh. you and stab you." Oh. But there's a lot more to Dargo than that, and I love mm. and I I that's, I really love that about Dargo. Like, you compare him to, I guess... I guess you compare him to Worf from Star Trek Next Generation. Mm -hmm. And that... I mean, Worf does get this, but to a lesser extent. And that most of the time, Worf is just the angry guy, the angry Klingon. Yeah. And he has a few emotions, but not really. And that's the extent of his characterization, at least on Next Gen. When he goes to DS9, he gets better, but anyway. <laughs> we're getting, off, we're getting off, off topic there, but Dargo is... He's emotional, he has... Uh, he, he has fun. He has, uh, he gets broken up. He cry, you know. He cries and gets. He he needs help from his friend. Like he wants mm. Dargo. Dargo wants John to stay with him at the end. Yeah. And I I love that about him that he's actually he's an emotional being in a way that a lot of the proud warrior race uh, alien guys in sci-fi aren't. What I what I think. Is a big difference between Worf and Dargo, and I've, I haven't seen that much of uh, Next Generation, but it's that in Dargo's case, there's a reason behind the rage. Yeah. You know that it's because, yes, he's an emotional guy, and we see that the full range of that, not mm. just his anger is extra yeah. strong, his sadness and his uh, despair are also deeper. Yeah, exactly. And Where's this we know the rage is his family, the things that were done to, to him. It stems from a logical po point. Yep. It's not like, I am angry because I'm angry. No, I'm angry because this and this and this shit happened in my life. Yeah, and he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. And, exactly. Yeah, and that, that's, what, that, that's what I took away from this episode is that really that the Farscape is prepared to dive deeper into Dargo's emotional side, mm -hmm. which, I, which I really like. And other than that, I mean, again, this is a, this is a standalone episode really then that... It doesn't advance the overall plot, you know, the being chased by Scorpius and the peacekeepers, and that doesn't come up at all in the episode. No, and I most of the time I don't I don't care if the story is good, and in this case, yeah, exactly, the story is good. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, like that. We, I, I thought, yeah, it was pretty good, and I would definitely agree with three out of five. But it's not the most amazing episode, but no. pretty okay. I think they could have crammed in a bit more. Um, maybe another character also have some development. Yeah, it's, I think there was room for that, but they yeah, focused it, heavily on Dargo. It was a little empty. It was a little bit maybe. It felt. It felt a bit empty. It did feel a bit empty. Okay. Um, 
there was a lot, like you said, there's a lot going on with Dargo, but not much with anyone else. And no. yeah, they could they could have fit some other stuff. There was very minor stuff with Pilot and Aaron, which was great, yeah. but it wasn't True. wasn't huge. We they did could have learn... done a little bit more with that. I think. Yeah, actually, yeah, I would have liked it if they developed that even more, uh, which I think they could easily have done in the episode. But yeah, you know, that's we got the episode we got, and you'll be interested to know that FastgateWorld.com they didn't like this episode. What? Uh, didn't like it. Yourself. It was, it was uh, well, they rated it two out of five. Huh, and said that's that even was... with the compensated system, that's <laughs> very different. They said it would be, uh, didn't think it was compelling, thought it was slow, dull, boring. I'm like, I didn't I consider it slow, actually. No, it was yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't call it uh, boring. Um, it, it's not I mean, as fast paced as some other episodes. It doesn't feel no. plodding, but it doesn't really move along that quickly no and uh, what i also uh, i agree that it takes a while the audience is way ahead of the characters on this one yeah that that is a, that is an issue in that the audience you can you can definitely i mean i think both of us did anyway can see where this is going yeah like as soon as we realize that moya is falling apart you're like right okay she's taking moya's energy and like yeah well how do we fix this well she has to die it's like okay yeah. right gotcha I, Th- those those steps were pretty easy. I I think that was one of the reasons that they were annoyed by it. But I'm usually I'm prepared to go with a ser- with a, with a series or maybe a movie or a game when it's like okay this is where we are in the story. And yes, you might be a bit further along, but go with us. Like yeah. if you're in the yeah. you know that you're watching a TV series. You know that there needs to be drama and something needs to be happening. Mm. For the characters, that doesn't have to be apparent right away. Because if you yeah. were really in that situation, you wouldn't go, I know, because I'm in a t- TV series, <laughs> thus this and this and this is happening. No. And to be fair, and, and with those things, if the audience has figured it out beforehand, if it then takes a really long time and the characters mm. don't see it, and you're like, come on, what are you, it's obvious. To the episode's credit, it gets those... Th- presents those ideas to the audience, the audience figures it out, and then it's not too much longer until that actually comes up for everyone else. Dargo and Aaron figure it out nice and quick. Yeah, exactly. Dargo need Dargo was probably slightly in denial. It's like, if he wasn't entirely sure, but the moment that um, she tries to heal yeah. uh, heal Moya and it gets worse, and it's like, oh, okay, no, that's, that's, that's the moment he realizes it. You can see it in his face, even. Yeah. It's like, that's the point. He's like, yeah, no, yeah. And, we did this. And yeah, like the, again, oh god, sorry. Yeah, minor on. point actually about Ooh. that. Remember that um, John disturbed the ritual. Mm-hmm. I think John's the reason that the connection stayed. Um, I think you know, he, he because she had to use her powers to um, get the gun out of his hand, so that she might have been not been able to finish it completely. Well, what I think. Well, actually. If we're going with that, then, what I reckon is if they had completed the ritual, mm-hmm. Moya would probably have died right there. I don't know. I mean, we don't know. I mean, we don't know. Like, like she said, it shouldn't be happening. She, Moya should recover. That's what, uh, that's what she said, Milan said. Yeah. yeah I, Milan, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it's clearly presented in that... He hears all the yelling and stuff, and mm. I don't think it's meant to be John's fault. It's definitely it's no up, even uh, e- even if it was that was the reason. It's like yeah, he he couldn't have known. He couldn't have helped it. Yeah, and it it's, seems to be a consequence of the ritual, not because John interfered. Because I I figured that because I I would have thought that if that was the case, Nilam would have spotted that and pointed it out and saying right, Fair well enough. this is your fault then. Yeah. But she, at no point it's all like, no, no, I did, I did this, and yeah, th- this episode, like, this episode was a little empty. Could have done with some more stuff, I think. Yeah, but I, I, I still think that what was in there was good. And I, I did, <laughs> and I think my favorite, my favorite bits, other parts were, I, I really liked the costuming. Really stood out. Yeah. To me. It was really, it was really good because we got new outfits for Dargo, Zan, and Crichton, and you had like the. Uh, Oracle robes and yeah, Rigel's pajamas. <laughs> I think Aaron has a new outfit as well. And even a new hairstyle. New, even. I think oh, she's right. straightened her hair. Right, we didn't mention. I mean, it's very minor, but it's, yeah, her hair is straight down uh, the side. It's not done up in ponytail or no. anything anymore. 
and so yeah, things seem to be changing. It, I, I like that because it does. It, you do get the feeling that we're into a, a new season, and there's mm-hmm. a, new, a few, a few new things. Uh, oh, by the way, here's something interesting. So uh, this episode was written by Grant McAloon. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. We're but sorry. I'm, I apologize uh, if that's not true. If I've got that wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he previously wrote the episode uh, Durka Returns. Oh, did he? Yeah, which really, I mean, Durka Returns, we really liked that episode. That was mm. very good. And this is something, this is a lot slower than that was and a lot more empty. There was a lot more in Durka Returns. So this this is a bit of a eh from him. It's fine. It's fine. Like, not every script is a, is a killer script. Sometimes you just deliver a good script. Which, yeah, exactly. And they did. Let's be honest. There's a lot of bad scripts. Oh yeah. Getting a good script is actually sometimes an achievement, which is exactly. Yeah, and a tragedy in itself. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. I mean, there's not much else to talk about with this episode. It's mm-hmm. it's fairly straightforward. Yeah. You know? And we, I think we've covered everything we want to cover. There's not much, other than the fact that this was written by the same guy who wrote Durka Returns. There's not much else behind the scenes, you know. Nope. Uh, just very, you know, straightforward. You know, well, job done. We're done. You, go, you know, there you go. And yeah, next I, week. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I think uh, this was again. I mean, I'll say it again. This this episode was all right. It was okay. So what's up next week? Uh, we are now at this will be episode three, and it's called Taking the Stone. And, oh, this one, I think, is going to be Chiana-focused uh, next week. And it says, Chiana leaves Moya take, and takes residence on a planet populated by a young group of aliens who take part in a dangerous and life-threatening rite. Of course, Chiana's going to be the the, um, the rebellious. rebellious teenager again. Well, we established that is that is basically her character. Yes, uh, that's <laughs> what she's doing again. Okay, fine. Yeah, so that'll be next week, and... Uh, We'll be talking about that episode. But, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And, uh, like I said, we'll be back soon. In the meantime, you can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Cantwahats. Red is that for Dogkin in Tree. Yeah. And you can also go to Cantwahats.co.uk for all the stuff. But there's specifically this podcast is supported by the Cantwahats Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash Cantwahats, which supports this podcast and other projects. And you can go there to... Uh, check out the stuff and thank you to everyone who uh, makes this possible that is awesome and yeah we'll be back next time bye goodbye for now Woo! i read this editing process it's it's taking too much out of me Just... are you are you okay no okay i wait hold still no hold still no. Oh. Oh. Oh, you idiot! Oh, my back! Oh.